Oh, it's it's the soak. Yeah, how are you? And good day, Paul. Michael, how are you? I can't hear you direct for some reason. You're the thing I'll swing the antenna in your direction. What do you like? Actually, can you hear me, Mr. Uh, yeah, no okay. worries. I'm I'll give you an S strength reading, and I'm pretty much in the same line. So if you like to turn here, I can tell you how you're going. All right, we're coming around now. That's worse. All right. That's worse. Yeah, it might come up again. He might twist his coax. Is that any better? Getting better. Alright. Keep it going. Alright. No, you've nulled, you peaked there. Is it still going down? Oh, that's better, that's better, that's getting better. Tell me the, when to stop. Stop. Go back a fraction. Go back a fraction, right. Okay. The gears stripping away. That's not too bad there, uh, Mr. Soak. I haven't heard you on this air for a many year. No, no, well, I haven't been, uh, I've been doing a little bit of listening, but... Uh, I haven't, I haven't got a, an antenna for 160 metres at this stage. Not at the present. No. Just, and, how's, and how are you, Paul? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Lionel. I'm quite well indeed. Uh, just hang on. What I'll do, I'll plug in the uh, proper AM receiver for 160. I'm just listening to you on the... Um, yeah, just stand by. Sounds like your squelch is breaking on this. Um, yeah, it's just the squelch on the uh, the cation sievers, which isn't it? Uh, on the cation sievers? Yeah, it's not a uh, a tight squelch. Oh, you've got a super, you've got an official Eddystone thing there, haven't you? Uh, it's like the valve, big valve sievers is quite fine, but it's so big, it's a hassle to use. <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll we'll pass it back to Lionel. Yeah, right. Listing on a proper FM receiver. Oh, sorry, AM receiver. Oh, now. good. <clears throat> yeah, much better. Excellent. Yeah, I didn't know you still doing live uh, crossbands. Well, this isn't live, it's a computer generated actually, and you're putting in, input in and we're just, oh. it's just munching away here, you see. Oh, right, so I'm listening to a computer. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, right. How are you anyway, Dave? I'm very well, thanks, Lionel. Still, I just, still and uh, I was just thinking about you the other day, I wonder what, what brought it about. Oh, I don't know. Um, I hope it wasn't bad. No. Oh, that's what brought it about. Yeah, we... Uh, Anne and myself went to uh, Central Australia and went to Ayers Rock and the Olgas. Yes. And it brought back memories of how I met you there ten oh, years ago. Yeah, that's ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yes, I was up there, about, oh, you know, uh, July uh, 1978. That's right. Yes. And you went up there again. That's right. It's changed a lot. Mm. Oh, there's a big uh, tourist complex up there now. Yes, it's actually... You know how you used to sleep... Yeah, well, you used to have the, um, yeah, the I know, yeah. camping area next, right next to the rock, yeah. and the Abbo's camp was next door, yeah. and they'd all wander through with their flagons of wine and carry on. <laughs> There's none of that. It's all just, just pristine, you know, squeaky clean now. It takes all the fun away. Yeah, I believe the new complex is about uh, 20k uh, from the uh, rock itself. It's quite a distance, in fact, it's uh, or half an hour's drive. It's about between the rock and the Olgas. Yeah, oh, it's about 20 miles. Yeah, so it's quite a distance to go. Yeah, it's not, it's not really uh, walkable sort of thing. Uh, be a long walk. Yeah, uh, you know, used to have a guy at work and he went up there for holidays and, uh, yeah, he said it was, you know, quite a fair way. You know, from Edge Rock, I suppose you either sort of drive a car or you take a bus or something. Yes, well, if you don't have your own car, you'd have to go on one of the, the shuttle yeah, bus I things. It's uh, bitumen uh, all the way to Ayers Rock now. 
It's bitumen from Ezra, Alice Springs to Azrock, yes. Yeah, because when, well, when you and I sort of went there, well, it was pretty rough. It was a terrible road. Yes. However, <coughs> the road to the Olgas is just as bad, if yeah, not I worse. Yeah, I believe that's still dirt. Corrugations. Oh, I believe the... Um, I believe the complex is pretty dear to stay. Well, put it this way, even the camping spots are uh, $7 per oh, person per night. Yeah, but I believe, yeah, fair enough, I believe the, um, if you stayed at, at the motel or whatever, I believe it's uh, pretty pricey. Well, over $100, $140 or something. Oh, hell. Exceptionally expensive. Blimey. It's certainly a lot more expensive than it used to be, because yeah. there used to be the Tin Shed Hotel there. Yeah, that's right. That's the one that the truck driver drove into or something. That's right. It's something like that happened, didn't it? Yeah, all the old buildings are still there, but you're not allowed to go there. You know, it's all it's a million regulations now. You're not allowed to climb the rock after nightfall. You get a million-dollar fine and all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah well, I wouldn't like to climb it at night anyway. Oh, it'd be quite good fun. Uh, no, you can have it. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the corrugations on that uh, road to the Olgas are incredible. It's just... You just... Just vibe yourself to bits. You just—it's just, it just oh, bone yeah. shattering. Yeah, it was pretty bad from Curtin Springs to East Rock. Ah, oh, yes, wasn't it? No, that was that was atrocious. Yeah. When uh, I went up there, but, uh, it was most amazing. Yeah, I, I knew that the road from East Rock to the Olgas was still, you know, just the track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna plan another expedition in, uh, or end of next month. In the uh, HQ Holden, the one that you uh, you saw, you had a ride in. You've still got that? Yes. Gee, that's a pretty old car now. Yes, uh, 144,000 miles. That's amazing. And it's still going? Still going, not blowing smoke, and still mechanically sound. After going to the, the Olgas and everything? Yes. And it's been pinched twice, a uh, bit of damage on two occasions, and it's been involved in a major smash-up. Still goes. So it certainly has had uh, some considerable history, that car. Yes, quite a check at uh, Korea. Uh, about a year after, uh, or, yeah, about a year or so after uh, Air's Rock uh, expedition, I was driving to work and uh, this woman turned right in front of me and bang, her car was a right off. The front of the HQ was uh, smashed in, the engine came off the mounts and uh, it was a $1,400 uh, damage. Sounds amazing. Yeah, still goes. Well, uh, I am planning a trip up to Cape York. Oh, that'll be good. That's really, he might get bitten by a dial. Oh, well, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll uh, keep an eye out for those. And uh, you still doing big trips all over the place? No, no. I, I've just, well, since I've spoken to you last, I've made a few trips over to... Uh, ZL, got relatives over there. The last big trip was in 1980, that's when I went to the States. All oh, right. Um, I remember when uh, I met you at Ayers Rock. Yeah. I uh, climbed out of my tent and there was this car, this Soak HQ with all the million tenors all poking off it. I thought, what's this? You go a million miles and you find someone yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. It's a small world. It was quite amazing. Now, well, you, you had 15 metres or something there, didn't you, on your in your car, mobile? Oh, I had all bands. And I remember you just called up from from the Olgas, actually. You said, oh, I've got a sked with someone. That's right, I was with uh, Clint, 3NCO. And out in the middle of the of there, in the middle of Australia, it's you just talked like you're on two metres, yeah. and you just came through perfect missions. You remember the time when the thing caught fire? 
Yes, the the F what was it F T seven or something. That's right. It caught fire. It all caught fire, and you had to. It all the dashboard was burning and all wrecking. I got going in fifteen minutes, didn't I? That's right. Yes. I think I surprised myself. It was amazing, and you had to get all wire. It all just melted all the wires yeah. and things. I don't know what I don't know what actually uh, caused that problem mm. um, with the F T seven, but. Uh, it was very spectacular. I thought we'd be walking back with this burnt car just smouldering in the desert. <laughs> well, wasn't, well, what I was thinking, I thought that was going to be the end of the HF skids. Yeah, it would be most disconcerting. You should have had a standby rig. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that came the rig onto the bonnet and... Uh, That's right. Yeah, well, we got it going. I think uh, within 15 minutes I handed you the portable receiver. We'll go for a walk and uh, run a test transmission. And uh, It was all working. It was all working. Then I worked the VK4 and uh, got a signal report off him. So, Quite amazing. Uh, yeah, also um, when I got to uh, Perth, uh, the rig uh, played up. Not, not so spectacular. It decided to go to transmit by itself. Oh, yes. Some iron ore dust in the relays. Huh. Uh, I don't think it uh, cleaned the relays out and came good again. That's quite amazing. So, what's a good band? Like, I was impressed the way 15 metres just work like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it always work like that? Or you've got to pick the time of day? Well, I usually... Well, I've just found that uh, at the time of the day, I had a schedule with uh, Clint, I think, about 10, 10.30 each day or something. Uh, you know, I just found that 15 metres was about the best. That's and incredible. When I got to Darwin, uh, I found 10 metres was the best. Right. Um, so I had pretty good uh, propagation on uh, 10. And going down uh, you know, Western Australia, I think I found uh, 10 metres that, you know, to be the best. 20 metres was pretty good, because Clint couldn't operate on uh, 20, being a novice at that uh, stage. Right. It's quite amazing. Safe doing travels around the country like that. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you think... If you're going to go mobile, would uh, like 40 and 80 just full of bills, like it's hard to get through? Do you think those higher bands are? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Are, are oh, I find I think you find it well off as you, as you found that 15 metres was pretty good. It was amazing, just out in the middle. It was just like having a contact yeah. on two metres. Oh yeah, yeah. You can. Um, yeah, I think it was sort of about that time. It was. Uh, I think you know it was, it was heading towards. Uh, the sunspot uh, cycle. Yeah. It was still, you know, it was you know, sort of fairly low down, such as sunspot uh, numbers and all that, but I think it was sort of coming up, and, uh, you know, on 15 minutes it would have been just, you know, a single uh, skip. Yeah, it's quite and, amazing. Uh, it just happened to be that um, around that particular part of Australia, it was uh, just ideal to uh, talk back into uh, Melbourne. And from uh, Darwin, well, I found 10 metres to be uh, far superior than 15. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, there, you, yeah, there you have it. It uh, would yeah, worked out quite well. Would certain times of the year uh, it not work? Probably not really. Well, let's put it this way. That was during the winter months that were up there. Uh, yeah, the times when I've, you know, you listen on the bands and it's sort of, you know, there's a post. And, mm. Uh, Oh, there were a few days uh, when I had my sketch with uh, Clinton, you know, signals were down a bit. Oh, yes. So a lot of the time, or most of the days, it was uh, quite excellent. 
you're always able to get emissions through. Mm. Mm. Oh, that, that's right. That's remarkable. So are you taking the HQ to yep. um, Cape York? Yep. Uh, how far I'll get to the tr up, up top is uh, I won't know till I get closer. Uh, I know I'll get as far as Cohen. Um, if you look on the map, I'll get as far as Cohen. Uh, from then onwards, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll find out for sure because it's basically a lot of the track is for four-wheel drive only. But Holdens can get through usually. If you're careful, if you're uh, sensible about it, I might have to pay someone a few bucks to tow me across some of the creeks uh, or whatever. To some of the creek crossings are uh, going to be a problem. So you're going right up to the top? Well, yep, hopefully. I'll be uh, going right up the top. What, which time of the year are you doing this? I'm, uh, I'm leaving Melbourne on the 26th of, of August. I'll be going up there end of August, early September. That's about the, uh, about the only time they would have any sort of a chance of getting through. You've got to pick uh, towards the end of the dry, se the dry season. That's right, because the wet... When the, when the rivers and all that will be in the creeks will be at, at its lowest. Yeah. You taking missions? Yes. Uh, I haven't, I'm looking around for an HF mobile rig. I'll probably only be running you know, 10 or 20 watts. Six metres, two metres FM, and I'll be taking a Charlie Baker rig for the track, which could yeah. be useful for talking to other uh, vehicles. You know, and, to find and out what their conditions are like and all that. You'll be, able, you'll be very useful to hear people talking from Japan. That's about all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we could organise missions and you could give us daily reports of your um, expedition up to the Cape. No. So uh, if you were on, I could just work 10 or 15 here. I haven't got any tenors, but I could easily put up dipoles and they'd probably mm. work. Yeah, I will be on uh, on the 20 metre travellers net, 14106. Oh, yes. Which I used a lot when I was over in uh, Western Australia. Right. Basically my itinerary. Uh, on 26, I'll be leaving straight from work. I'm going to try and sort of knock off uh, 12. Yeah. Head towards West Wylon. Then uh, try and get to Cairns by the Monday night. I'm going to sort of really go gun ho to uh, Cairns. I've only got four weeks. And I'll be spending about uh, 15 days on the peninsula. Then I'll be uh, spending just over a week or so uh, coming back down, visiting uh, all some people. Oh, yes. Down. So, um, you know, so I'll be mobile on, uh, you know, HF. Six motors should be interesting because there have been uh, quite a few openings uh, from Queensland into uh, JA and uh, so forth. So I'll probably uh, may... Um, that should be, uh, that should be interesting, uh, Dave. Yeah, and the Mighty HQ. By the time I've uh, come back to Melbourne, it would have done in excess of 150,000 miles. Right. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it, that you've done so many miles in that old car? Hmm. Of course, they are old cars now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, pretty reliable. I had it real well serviced, so... Uh, and I don't drive it much these days, because I... I drive the company van to work. Oh, yes, yeah, so last time I saw you, I was up buying a new fan for my that's heater. That's right, that's right. Yeah, at, uh, yeah, Vulcan. That's right, so much better. The f it doesn't vibe now while it's heating. Mm. Yeah, I had that problem with my fan, my heater, but uh, I able to uh, fix it. It was just a whole lot of dust in the, uh, in the fan blades. 
Yes, well, mine, I had cleaned the fan many times, but it got to the point where the bearings had seized up and I pulled oh. it to bits, fixed them, and it ran for a few months and just made grinding noises. So I thought, I'll have it out now and get direct on it. So I pulled it out, went up to Vulcan and bought a new fan. Yeah, that would have cost you, what, about $100? It wasn't cheap. No, they're not cheap. I, I've uh, picked uh, quite a few fans up over the years, you know, for work. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. At least the new one was made better, as not as Mickey Mouse, it was proper motor, whereas mm, the one, mm, the original mm. one was very sort of, looked like something out of a Meccano set. Yeah, right. So I'm not surprised it's gone, it's gone for a tuttle. Yeah. Well, that's good, because their computer does seem to have a few little problems. Oh, it's common with any, uh, you know, with any computers. Uh, Why don't they just use books and pens and filing cabinets? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, computers sort of, uh, you know, I think these days, but uh, no, they're not perfect, but I can't make any, too many comments about computers, so I basically I don't know anything about them. Neither do I. Uh, it's digital who's he wants, it's to me. Yeah, I've uh, been picking up a little bit of uh, digital stuff, or uh, a little bit of, you know, just learning a little bit about it. It's uh, <coughs> basically, it's all, you know, switch on, switch off. That's right, yeah. Very strange indeed. Yes, uh, so it's got its advantages and uh, whatever, but but sort of not into uh, <coughs> not into computers as such. But uh, most joints seem to have uh, got them now. And whenever you use a handy bank or something, we're using a computer. That's right. Whereabouts you were living these days? Uh, Vermont. Vermont. You're not bash signal. You used to be quite strong. You're not super strong here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm running about thirty watts, but I'm in a horizontal. I've got a horizontal antenna, though. Well, that could make a big difference. So you've probably got a vertical aerial there. That's right, yes. I've got a vertical aerial, a vertical uh, dipole, but uh, the coaxial not, or the coax, the coaxial connection, or the, the plug is not very convenient at the moment. So I'm only into, uh, you know, two meter uh, DX. You know, big DX missions. Hmm. With big beams and so forth. Yeah, I've got one. We've got one beam, but I've got plans for four beams eventually. You know, and 400 watts. Preamps, all the good stuff. Oh, that sounds like very good. Do you do any UHF? Yep, yep. I've, uh, not so much these days. Uh, I'm mainly interested in uh, really long distance. Uh, Just been eavesdropping to uh, the two of you. Oh, right. Uh, no, I don't think I have met you. At, uh, um, yeah, well, very good to meet you there, Morrison. Yeah, I'm using a uh, princely amount of two watts for the excessively long antenna cable and uh, a J-pole about uh, 10 feet up in the air, so... And is Lionel still used with the RPG? No, oh no, that's 10 years ago, uh, Morrison. No, uh, oh, RPG, uh, I left there in '78. Uh, 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 I think about Feb 78 or something like that, so I've been away from RPG for... Uh, just over 10 years. Some considerable time. Yes. I remember years ago when I used to work in the city, um, used to go to Q Junction. What sort of rig would you use in the car these days for, for that sort of purpose? What sort of rig? Hmm. Oh, well, uh, just a... Well, just a... Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever I can get hold of. Because I'm not, no, I haven't been, I don't buy much equipment and I haven't been on the scene yeah, for I, a while. I haven't been buying much equipment myself because that, you know. So, Spence. Yes. Blimey. It wouldn't be much good in the car. No. 
Now, what happened to your FT7? Did that pop eventually? Oh, no, eventually I sold it. Yeah, were they a good rig? Yeah, they're quite good. Uh, basic, you know, nice basic rig. Yeah. You know, you know, you know that's ideal for, you know, uh, for mobile use. I had that in a 100-watt uh, amplifier. Oh, right. Yeah, I sold that, the rig and the amplifier. At one sale, I think I might have been a bit uh, short of a coin or something. I see, yes, so you have to... Have to uh, buy new at things. Times, you know, I regret it, you know, yeah, you know, selling it, but uh, it was one of those things. That's right. Nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah, back to you, uh, Morrison, and uh, yeah, did you at one stage uh, live the Mount Wave? Yes. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I used to talk to Morrison quite a few times. Oh, right. Twenty when I had a mm. when I had the big aerial system up. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, you know, when I, when I used to be pretty keen on uh, twenty. You used to be a big man on the mission. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because over the you know, last few years, I've uh, got no interest in uh, HF at all. Haven't you really? Nah, got, nah. Why is that? I'm a, I'm a, one six, I'm a uh, VHF, uh, you know, uh, man. That's no good, is it? But I do have an interest in 160, and next time I bring the aerials down, or bring the tower down... Uh, what you might put oh, up a 160. I might, I might uh, you know, put a wire at the, you know, by the side of the tower. How high is your tower? It's the Nelly Tower, 42 How? feet. How many? 42. Oh, well, you should get quite a good mission from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do have... Yeah, so I've got, uh, you know, still a bit of interest in 160. Uh, you know, still a bit of a challenge in it to work, uh, you know, DX. But my basic interest is, uh, you know, six moves and above. Right. I've got no interest in uh, 20 or 15 or... Well, you've done 10. that, yeah, done that uh, being there. Yeah, um, you know, for 20 I've got a ground plane up and uh, I've got a three-element beam up for 10, homebrew one. But the purpose of uh, having the beam up is uh, for 28385, which is the international six-metre uh, information net. 28385i, they tell you what's on six metres. Yeah, I'll just, especially during the, uh, you know, the uh, the good years, uh, yeah. you can find out what's happened, you can tear up skids and try for this, try for that, and, uh, you know, uh, all that, well, I must admit, because of, uh, you know, the 10 metre information net, you know, got me a few, uh, one or two countries on six. Well, that's uh, quite good. Well, I've got uh, work 20. Apparently you think that uh, Morse code should be dispensed with. Yes. What gives you that impression? Well... Change of uh, well, change of technology. That um, you know, if you if you you've read my letter, I take it. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I think uh, you know. That's well. What I I'll probably virtually repeating what, I'm, what I said in the letter, but basically, uh, you know, with the day you know, these days of uh, high technology, Morse is not being used like it used to be. Um, Was it ever? No, well, I mean, you know, go back a few years, you know, before you and I were licensed. That's right, long, long time back. Yeah, uh, when it might have been a good, you know, a chance that, uh, mm. you know, we might pick up an SOS call. Yeah. Now, as I, I originally found out from a fairly reliable source that the Marine Service is going to drop the Morse code. What on 500 KC? Well, they don't, you know, for their communications. Are they? Hmm. So it'll just be talks. Yeah, well, you know, so, you know ships uh, traffic right that goes through satellites these days. Yeah, mm, true. And, uh, 
you know, with all the data, uh, you know, uh, missions and uh, things like that. But uh, I, I can't really see the point of having to have having to pass a CW exam uh, to operate on uh, HF. Well, I thought it's an international regulation, so they can't yeah. do much about it. That's why I made a note at the uh, at the bottom uh, that uh, you know hopefully uh, that requirement will be uh, removed at the next uh, WIRC uh, convention. Well, I thought it's possibly even if it's not necessary for the operation of the bands, it well, does keep the numbers down. So you have to be fairly keen to get on HF, which you must admit is a fairly uh, scarce resource. Well, this put this way. Uh, this put this 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 put this way, Dave. If if you've got the uh, CW requirement, um, you know what will happen is, uh, you know, if you just pass the theory in the regs, you just sort of get what I would say a general class license. Now you yeah, you're still going to have people who like CW and they continue to use CW. Yeah. Uh, it's just a mode of to me. CW is just just another mode. Like people play around with packet, people play around with ready slow scan television. Yeah, and it's not a you don't need an exam to do it. That's mm. right, or ATV mm. or whatever. It's just a mode. However, what do you think about the licensing? There should be so that there's not much incentive now. You get your license and that's it. Um, like. There should be, I think, uh, different segments or different bands available for people with different classes of licences, maybe. Uh, no, I, no, I think the only fair system, personally, is just a general class licence and uh, a novice class licence. What about the limited? Well, I mean, if uh, if they drop the CW, well, there wouldn't be such thing as a That's limited right. or combined, it'd be just a general class licence. Well, what do you ha think would happen if all of a sudden all the limited calls were able to come on HF? Do you think it would uh, cause uh, clog the bands a bit? No. If all the uh, if all the limited calls uh, come up on uh, HF or they all get their general class license, sure you get more uh, yeah, you get more activity, but it's uh, you know be more people to you know be more people around to talk to. Um, it's not going you know it's not going to clog the bands. I mean, you know, there's a hell of a lot of novices on the uh, <coughs> you know, novice segment. Sure, it's, uh, it gets a bit uh, gets a bit crowded, but not all the uh, Z calls. And quite quite a few music calls I know uh, would probably remain on uh, VHF anyway. Um, yeah, mm. there's uh, two t different types of uh, limited calls. There's the you know, you know the uh, technical types who would like to uh, you know just basically play around with uh, VHF, and there's mm. others who because uh, call because either they failed the CW or, yeah. or they've got plans to go on HF, uh, you know, but they get themselves a Z call. So they can, uh, you know, st you know, study their ten words and eventually, you know, get onto uh, onto HF. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's there's times, you know, you listen around the bands, even 80 metres, when you know the activity can be, you know, fairly low. Uh, True. Yeah. Very often. Now, yeah. um, it will increase the activity on the uh, HF band. So, well, you know, great. Mm. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, yeah, things have changed, Dave. Things have changed over the last, you know, 10 or 20 years, and I, I just can't see the point why, uh, you know, you've got to pass a CW exam. Now, some of the, uh, you know, some, some will say, oh, drop the CW, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, quality of, uh, bands will, 
or the operation will degenerate and, you know, so forth. I wouldn't. That's a, that's a lot of... Uh, as long as they don't drop, drop the uh, technical uh, quality. Oh, no. No. I would be dead against that. Uh, it's low enough the, as it is. Know, yeah, well, I mean, there's a few nincompoops, uh, I know. Uh, you know, I've heard a few around that, uh, you know, how they got on uh, on the uh, licence and uh, got me beat. Mm, amazing, isn't it? I mean, I'm not a technical person myself. Uh, you know, and I'm certainly not the brightest around uh, the bands, but uh, but there's a, quite a few that uh, you know, I've heard that, uh, you know, it's truth. Yeah, don't seem to know much at all. But, uh, Makes you wonder how they got their licence. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but the fact is, by removing this, the CW requirement is is not going to lower the standard of, on the on the bands by any means. Well, the point is, I suppose, most um, people on the HGF uh, bands, if they're required to carry out a CW contact, they wouldn't, they'd have forgotten it, and they wouldn't know what to do anyhow. Well, I mean, there'd be a lot of people that would just sit uh, past the CW and not forget it. Yeah. It's I mean, if you if you're interested in CW, I mean, naturally you're going to play around with CW. Mm. I mean, if they drop the requirement, I mean, there's still going to be the same number of CW operators. Uh, I mean, CW is about the best mode to get through under. Uh, oh, it's an excellent mode. Oh, it's an excellent mode. Well, I even made a comment in my uh, note that uh, that's the only way I could have worked W66J on six mm. on CW, and that's when I will use it. But. You know, I've had a few CW contacts, but I'm not particularly interested in, you know, just to, uh, you know, work Big DX on uh, on CW. Yeah. I'm more of a, you know, of a phone man. Yeah, I suppose these days with all the so, different modes. Uh, CW requirement is not going to drop the uh, the numbers. In fact, it will probably increase. It means that uh, people uh, can just automatically go to HF and, oh, beauty, I can practice my CW and... Uh, you know, uh, build up their speed on... Uh, yeah, the I suppose that's right. It shouldn't make all that much difference. Yeah. Seems to be quite a bit of um, interest in that situation. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well... I suppose I, I surely shouldn't talk. I mean, I've, I, I've very rarely used CW. Mm. Um... Occasionally I've used it to just get through, but as you say, but uh, it would be very rare. Mm. And, uh, well, it's a good thing to know, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's uh, I know, think it's if, handy, if it's you... Handy to know. I mean, it, it is a skill, for sure. I, uh, if I mean, you're not required to know it, you, most people aren't going to bother learning it. You'll find that there always will be people that, uh... Do you think so? Yep. That after, if they dispensed with the qualification... Yes. In 50 years' time, no one would be using it because there'd be no new people coming up. No, there also will be people that will operate CW. Mm. They pretend they're back in the 1920s, big radio oh, men. Oh, well, I mean, there's people that uh, yeah, use like AM. To, yeah, like to you know, use it. I mean, there always will be people using CW. Not, mm. We'll never die out on our. We'll never die out on the bands. Yeah. No, never. Uh, there always will be people using it. You know, whether they've got a I sit for the exam or, or not. You know, the yeah. Z calls and Y calls and all that can use CW on uh, two moves and so forth. Uh, can they? Yep. Ah. I mean, that was a, uh, uh, that was uh, brought in oh, a couple of you know, years ago. Now, what's this? Apparently there's novices on two metres now. What's That's all right. this? 
That's right. Um, they've got the, the upper two megs, uh, 146 to 148 uh, FM only and 10 watts out. Yeah, so it's just purely a telephone band for them? Yeah, actually, well, the main idea for that was to get a common van for all classes of licences. Mm. So, uh, in other words, you know, on 146 to 148, you can, you can have a simplex uh, contact, no crossbands, uh, so between <coughs> a Z-core, combined core, full core, and a novice. Why don't, why don't they give them six metres? Because there's no commercial gear and nobody would have made a big rip-off by selling the gear to all the people who are oh, going to use it. motion to get the, you know, make six metres a common band, but uh, it I think two metres, you know, was, would have been better, and oh, I'm quite in favour of it. Are you? Mm. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% in favour. I wouldn't have, uh, when I first heard about it, the rumour I heard they were going to get the whole two megs now, uh, I would have been against that. Um, but, uh, but since when I heard the announcement that they've got uh, 146 to 148, you know, 10 watts out, FM only, fair enough. What, what, how do you know a novice call? What are their call signs? Novice? Yeah. Oh, N's, N calls, P calls, M, no, M for mic calls. Yeah, because I don't, uh, don't think I've heard one yet. Yeah, N, M, P, V, and not sure, I think uh, uh, there's L calls around too. I think that's a novice. It might be combined, not sure. Now... And combined the J's... K's, uh, that's someone who's uh, got the full theory, four rigs, but, you know, novice uh, CW, that's a combined core. All right. K, J, uh, yeah, the amplifier uh, conked out, just stand by. All right, you're on you're less than half power now. But, uh, oh no, I'm, you know, I'm in full favour of, uh, you know, novices on, uh, you know, on timers under the... Uh, yeah, the present, uh, you know, yeah. the present. Uh, Were you listening? You know, that when it was announced on the uh, broadcast a few months ago, the, uh, there are a lot of people complaining about it. Oh yeah, well there will always will be people complaining about it, but let's uh, face it, we've got to we've got to get ourselves up to date, Dave. Yeah, I, I wasn't all that in favour of it. I mean, uh, why give them what is actually the prime frequencies, the prime band, certainly the prime VHF band. Um, with minimum effort, they get the best ba band. Oh well. But just for normal talking around town, two meters uh, FM is about the oh, best yeah, you could use. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, give them a UHF instead. You well, could have given them 400 megs. I mean, that doesn't get used much. Ah, uh, true. The UHF's not been. Yeah, and it could have been more. I mean, probably pick two meters. It just means they can, you know, they can go on two meters, you know, a lot easier. Um, well, no, is that the purpose of it to make things easy for people? I mean, well, if they want easy communication to go out and buy a cellular well, I phone. Mean, it's, it's, it's easy to get going on on uh, thirty cameras FM. Yeah. Uh, there is more gear available, and it's probably you know, if someone who wants to build something, uh, you know, probably be easier to get it going on. Uh, you know, on two metres. Now, it's quite as easy to get onto 70 centimetres and yeah. uh, walk out just as easy with a UHF transceiver as you can walk out with a uh, yeah, two-meter well, transceiver. Yeah, I think they should have given them a section of UHF, then uh, it would have populated that. You know, yeah, I, would have been in, I would have been in favour of that, no problem. Then a lot of uh, normal, you know, limited people or, you know, people who didn't normally have UHF would have uh, maybe have decided to get UHF. 
but uh, the result would be, you know, the same. Sure, there's, uh, I know there's about uh, four or five repairs in Melbourne on service cinemas and they're hard to get used. Yeah. Um, you know, it would have been good to, uh, you know, perhaps to, uh, you know, populate that uh, as well. Yeah. But I think, you know, um, you know, well, you know, I don't know the full story and... Uh, something was sort of sprung on us fairly quickly, wasn't it? Yeah, it sort of came out as a bit of a surprise. Uh, I knew, you know, uh, you know, sort of we were trying uh, to mm. get a common band. Um, and probably the department, uh, you know, I thought, oh, well, we'll give them the uh, upper two meters of uh, two meters, and as far as I'm concerned, great. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, well, why not? I mean, you know, there will be people around may disagree, but I think the majority of the uh, people agreed, and uh, no, I'm quite happy. Um, Listening to that call back the, uh, that Sunday morning, it sounded like not many people were agreeing at all. Oh, it was probably the initial, uh, you know, reaction. Um, I don't believe the novices should get any more uh, privileges, I think you know, they've got enough. Yeah, well, I suppose it's a change, um, some people are for it. And so. Yeah, well, I think it's a... Yeah, it's a good thing, and uh, I'm glad to agree. And I mean, uh, you know, the novices have uh, they got other reasonable amount of uh, privileges at the moment, and uh, and there's still scope for, you know, for them to uh, to go ahead. Um, you know, if he passed the uh, the fourth theory, he can operate. U